Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 501 of Film Bastards. The festivities are over, this is the boxing day of podcasts, and uh, welcome to the drips and drabs. And we've got, a, a, I wouldn't say a drips and drabs, but you know, we're, we're playing a little bit of catch up before um, a good few weeks of kind of like constant interesting new releases. So, and you know, and then we're kind of like barreling into kind of awards season and spooky season and whatnot. So, you know, some fun times ahead, but some fun times also upcoming on this week's show, where we have got catch-up reviews of Ari Aster's Bo is Afraid, the three-hour magnum opus, and um, Paul Schrader's latest Master Gardener. Um, we'll do some what we've been up to, do some trailers... Some news of some sort. We are a pod syndicate podcast. Please listen to other like-minded shows, such as the Rewatch Project, Chinstroker vs. Punter, Gaming Landfill, and others. And others indeed. I don't know why I'm saying indeed to something I just said. Indeed. So, I am going to start by slightly backtracking on the... I don't know what the writers are complaining about stuff from last week, slightly. So, Screen Actors Guild have joined in as well. And it's just that some of the demands from the studios do sound a bit insane. Um, one of them being that they would like to take background extras, day players, as they're called, pay them one day's wage... And then have the right to scan them in and use them in the background in perpetuity without their permission in other productions. Yep. That in, in, in any setting. <laughs> that yeah, that, is that's a big old fuck now, isn't it? Fucking bonkers. Yep. Fuck you. Yep. Somebody um, also took like the actual the. The, the, the estimate that was put out for how much this was going to sort of cost the studios. Um, and somebody, I was, I was watching the thing where somebody broke it down and said, look, the headline figure is it's around about an extra $460 million a year. This is what it cost if they went it'll help with the, the, new, the new streaming deal, etc. All from there yeah. uh, for the writers. Um, and it was like, that sounds like an awful lot of money. However, when you break it down, the the company that has to pay the most will be, that it will increase the most, will be Disney, for instance. Where it's actually $95 million a year. It's like, so look at it this way. They spent $225 million on Secret Invasion. Which yeah. in itself is bonkers how they spent that much money on that show. The effects, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's. Paying the cast oh. as well. Yeah. But it, it, it's it's kind of like it's a show that no one really is watching. I mean, yeah. it, the cultural imprint of a fart. 
Yeah, I, in fact, I think you're miss. I think you're downplaying farts. No one is talking about that show. Nope. I kind of forgot it was on. Yeah, I, I literally did when back in the day it said to me, "Can't watch the next what next episode of Secret Invasion." And my brain actually went, "What is she talking about?" <laughs> and then I remembered. <laughs> I was like, "No, I don't." So I don't think they should be dropping them week by week like they are. I mean. You know, I'm going to talk about Bob Iger, like just slightly tangent, but go back to him as well. He was quoted as saying, like, they need to make Marvel and Star Wars special again. Mm. They need to do less and make them important, which is a very good thing he said. Mm. A, ver- a very bad thing he said, and I'm paraphrasing, but the whole, they're asking too much their demands the, are too much. It's not even that he said that. It's specifically that he said that whilst on a billionaire's retreat mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and he gets paid around about $40 million a year. The The thing is, no one's going to tell Bob Iger what to do. You know, he he's he's got too much power for that. He usually knows his shit enough and he was seen as the person who was going to come back in and kind of like make good with the creatives again and it it just uh, yeah i mean i don't know at this point i i like if i was starting out as an actor or a writer i would genuinely be what's the fucking point the game is rigged against me yeah well, i was i was watching a, a thing with a, 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 a an actor who was saying um, the same thing he, he was saying you know it's his thing was that the um, the, the, the the value of what they have to earn to qualify for healthcare is $26,000 and he was saying that it, he he seems to you know, a couple of years ago he said, I, said I, I worked for consistently in TV not just like one-offs. I, I worked and was doing guest spots on big network TV shows. He said consistently, where I worked pretty much consistently for a year. He said, but what I did was I worked. So, he said, so you, you'd think that I worked since this created. It was actually, I was on four shows, three episodes, uh, th- uh, three episode blocks on four different shows, plus a couple of other little bits I did. He said, so... I was on TV, he said, for like a lot of the year and quite recognisably on TV. So all these people going, oh, it must be going really well for you and everything like this. So had friends saying it to me, he said, and I'd say to them, that was like three weeks work. And yes, I got paid okay for it, but it still didn't qualify me for my health insurance. Yeah, yeah. And he was all saying as well, he said, he said, said, and the great thing is, said, I get all these people commenting on, on, on when I put out videos and stuff explaining these things, saying, oh, well, I've just Googled you and apparently you're a millionaire. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I I work as a fitness instructor and I occasionally work as an Uber Eats driver because I'm a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no, there you go. It, it, it's, it, it yeah. I, I still maintain that some folks maybe need a bit of a reality check about the importance of their job. Um, and and, and very, like, very, very much so. Um, there there, there but, is, but, 
But yeah. there is also a um, there is also a thing that, that there is there is no getting away from the statement I'm about to make, and some people will argue with it, but it is true that the majority of Western audiences, uh, the majority of Western households will spend the majority of their evenings watching some form of visual entertainment, be it TV or movies. I would say that that would be, that that, that is a fairly, you know, it's just become a commonality Hmm. nowadays. And the thing is, the the TV shows and and, and bits that are on within that, the majority of performers within those are you know, to use a a balance of 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 that uh, demographic, it, it, they are jobbing actors. They're not they're not rich people. No. You know, they're probably you know ones that are doing you know serious regulars are probably doing quite well for themselves. But a lot of them, it will be right. Well, do you know what? I'm doing all right here, but it might only be for two seasons. Yeah. And so the thing there is, if you if all of them on unison decided, right, you know what, this isn't worth it anymore. Then you literally, the entertainment industry does kind of collapse. It sounds, it sounds hyperbolic, but it is true. You know, there are, there's always give and take within, within these kind of negotiations or anything like that. But there is an element of studios are making an awful lot of money. For instance, um, for Apple, for instance, if they signed up to the the, 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 the the new deal that they want, it would cost them $17 million a year. Apple have $17 million a year. I would think that they have it literally down the sofa. They they they, they are not going to miss it. Mm. And so there's an element of it's the actors one helps out the writers one because the actors one is so strict in terms of there's award season. It's is on the horizon and students are going to look at that and go fuck <laughs> mm. it's it, it, it you know september it'll get sorted out they'll they they need they need them back promoting films mm. they they need them and if they sort shit out i mean it will be interesting to see whether the actors then kind of slightly fuck over the WGA and go, well, we're going to sign our deal, you're on your own again. Um, that would be interesting. But it, it feels like now there, there's enough force that maybe something will happen. But they'll, they'll make them wait. They'll make them wait. Um, yeah, it's um, just really... It is depressing, though. It is... Like, like I said, I just don't, I don't know why you would bother... Unless you had the like family backing to kind of like support yourself while you're trying to start up, well, and then I mean, that basically uh, means that a lot of fucking community, like folks from other communities, will just never have a shot. Well, you'll end up the situation that we're in in this country. Yeah, 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 where, yeah, yeah. Where literally, you know, don't wrong. There's some pretty good actors, and this isn't this isn't necessarily a criticism of those actors, but there are. Almost no British. You know, we, we've had we've had a big swathe of British actors, actresses, etc., come through in the past um, ten to fifteen years, and almost exclusively, same as musicians, 
almost exclusively they are from wealthy backgrounds. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, we've just had a a Indiana Jones film that starred a literal landed gentry. Mm. Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> but that's it. You're not going to have this. You're not going to have. You're only going to have a. You're not going to get people who have come from different dynamics within it because it's not a means to make a living. And that that is the key bit is there's, a, there's, there's such... There, I think there's something like 190,000 members of the Screen Actors Guild. Hmm. Well, what proportion of those are, are wealthy enough to retire right now? It is a tiny proportion. Hmm. Apart from the ones that already were, <laughs> yeah, and then you've got the yeah, the ones that already were. But I do get the feeling it, 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 it's, it's a slightly different, it's a slightly different landscape in the states than it is in, in the UK. Mm. But fuck it, Bob Iger's going to try and sell it all to Disney anyway. Sell it all, all to Apple anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be something. Um... Okay, just and just a quick one that I thought was quite funny. Um, the second most complete BFC last year was the Batman. The majority of the complaints being um, from either before the release or from under fifteen, saying why is it a fifteen? Which just makes me laugh that the most complained about film in two thousand and eight was the Dark Knight. From the majority of people saying yeah. that the twelve rating was too lenient. Yeah. The Batman being a 12A would have been fucking hilarious. Oh, it would have been. would have been beautiful. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, I just, I thought that that was quite funny. Um, Yeah, you know, beyond that, I mean, obviously, you know, the actors are down tools, so not an awful lot is actually happening. Um, You know, like, literally the actors walked out during the Oppenheimer premiere last week. Uh, Nice bit of performative bollocks from them quite frankly yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know i get but they're actors what you know of course they're going to be performative um but still quite kind of funny but i i i think there's an element of a the majority of times when you speak to people when you see people talking about like later on about premieres and bits like that they're like they're a bit shit once you've done the whole what is it yeah. Like there's not an awful lot to do. I, I reckon there's a lot of just went, yeah. could, you, could you get off now? Mm, <laughs> do you want to get off? Do you want to get off and go for a pint? Because you know they, they don't want to be the first ones that get asked the fucking questions. Yeah, but they could have they could have stayed for the rest of the premiere. They could have. It's a bit disrespectful uh, to literally their own work and the work of the people but they've they're, worked they're Technically they're not with. supposed to. Yeah, fine, don't do any further promotional. I agree, stuff. I agree with it a little bit. But, but it becomes a news story that they walked out. Mm, I just no, that that I didn't I didn't agree with that one. Don't do any more, fine. But if it's literally a thing, or if you know that the clock is counting down and it's about to be a thing, don't go to it at all. But just leaving halfway through just seems a bit. It's really. Difficult. I mean, yeah, like Nolan said, he was okay with it, and he understood why. Um, you know, and it's like literally they had to 
um, push the Premier forward an hour so that they could even get them on the red carpet. Um, and that, that that's wild. But it just, yeah. Can, can you imagine the fucking being Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling and going, right, we're off to go and do the promo of this. See you later on, fucking kids. I'll be back in like six weeks. And then literally like two weeks later going, fuck it, I'm off on well, Yeah, I mean, that, that, that that's it, isn't it? It's, um, and you know, one of the things, I had a bit of a light bulb moment where I think one of the things that just has annoyed me about the, the striking and it is connected to just like the performative nature of it all is like how at the start of the WGA one and the SAG one, they're all like, whoa, let's go. We're going to strike. We want our rights. And it's just like, it's not a fucking party. It, you know, like if any other industry was on strike, yeah, they'd be drumming up like support and whatnot, but they wouldn't be like fucking smiling and laughing and, like let's go about it all and that that really bothers me because it makes it feel like they're playing about that you know and it like the famous faces are are there for like day one day two and then they fuck off and it you know it it, the people who are going to be on the picket lines are going to be the jobbing actors you know, the like you say, the, the the ones who have just like managed to finish promotional tours three weeks early will be like, right, fuck it, I'm off on holiday. I'll put out a quote every now and then. Yeah, which which I mean, they they, they can't even do that much, can they? Because they're not. Yeah, well, I mean, if they're yeah, media. but I mean, it, it's you know, like if they talk about like they're like general. It's like Tom Cruise basically <laughs> refused to like put out any kind of statement other than like I'm I'm with my union you know and it, you know and the thing is he's a producer as well so it, there, there's I, 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 it just I feel I, I just I feel un, uneasy about the woo let's go aspect of it. It, it nurses don't do that when they're on strike teachers don't do that when when they're on strike you know they want they want to get they want to get support, but they're not. And I, but they're creative people. That that's their particular way of expressing all this stuff. You know, fair fair play. And it you know it does get promotion. I, I get it. I just, it's not. Why why does it look like you're having a good time? If that 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 but that bothers me. Anyway, there you go. Like I say, light bulb moment. Right, so enough about that. Trailers. Trailers. There's not been. There was a new haunting in Venice one that again makes it look like a horror movie. Yeah. Yep. It makes it like a gothic horror. It, the, the more that comes out about this, the more I'm looking, going, yeah, this is going to be a gothic horror, and I am very much up for a mystery gothic horror from Branagh. Yep. You know, he's he's tried to crack at gothic horror before. Uh, it didn't quite work, mainly because he was too busy stupping her Lebon and Carter to actually make the fucking movie. Which one was that? Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Uh, yeah. Fair. Yeah. Which is is a is a is a decent enough movie. Yeah. And De Niro is very good as Frankenstein's monster. I I am so very here for Haunting in Venice. It looks nice. Yeah, 
I'm I'm kind of also looking forward to rewatching like um Little Orient Express and Death on the Nile. Yeah, Death on the Nile isn't as good as Orient Express, but it, yeah. It isn't, but I've only watched it once and I'm curious to just see, you know, to watch it again. It'd be interesting to see who um you know what awful stories start coming out about <laughs> Tina Fey or yeah, you you do want a good like Tina Fey like raped her male assistant story, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. Tina Fey forced her into to watch her jacking off. They do seem like a bit of a curse for the people involved, so they. <laughs> yeah, but I'm fine with it. Yes, I am fine with the misery it caused so many people. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with these people getting outed as problematic as long as these films continue to get made. Oh, I hope it's not Jamie Dornan or Michelle Yeoh. Who else is in it? It's, it's like he's gone, right, right, I fucked up last time hiring all these fucking cads. Yeah. Can I hire a bunch of fucking just really nice people? Yeah, the, yeah. The only one that I'd be willing for it to be would be Tina Fey, to be honest. I'm not that invested enough. <laughs> yeah, I've seen Mean Girls enough that I don't have to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Then we're gonna watch Thirty Rock. Then we're gonna watch Saturday Night Live. I'm fine, I'm fine. But yeah, I quite like the trailer as well. It looks like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a proper gothic horror looking thing, and I'm really good. Actually, I'm down yeah. with it. Um. What else did we watch? Migration. Um, yeah, I, I, I got bored. <laughs> Is that the fucking new Illumination trailer. one? What did did Becky yeah. dare you to watch I, it or I something? Sorry, in- I lost interest in the, the movie relating to this trailer. The instant fucking minion came on my screen. I I did I did enjoy the duck orange. Wait, what is that? It's you, but with orange on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> Was quite funny, but the rest of it, I was just watching, going, I just, just. I, I, I'm, I'm just surprised a minion came on screen. That sounds bold. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it seems like the evolution. My word. Um, the holdovers. You want to have the pain movie? Oh yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't watch this because um, you dead Alexander Payne. Yeah, um, I I will probably watch it on my lunch cool, break cool, cool, in about cool, cool, two years' cool. time, and be like, "Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Don't care that much." Yeah, no, I think it looks fine, but it doesn't look like it's anything that I'll rush to watch. To be honest, um, saw at the cinema. I don't think we talked about this actually on last week's show. We haven't been to the cinema since. We haven't been at the cinema since. No. But I might not have saw it, but last week's show, though. Go on, then. Um, yeah, the creator trailer. Um, oh, do you know what? If we didn't have a new Scorsese this year, this would be my most anticipated movie. Of this looks year. a bit good, doesn't it? Mm, it yeah. looks very good. It looks fucking great. And it's had, it is an absolute fucking barnstormer fucking blow the fucking mm. doors off of a trailer as well yeah you know and not only that this movie looks like it costs just the trailer and it might be a very well made trailer this movie yeah. looks like it costs 300 million dollars and apparently that's wild five wow and it's just it's this is what you get when when 
the director used to be a effects maker. Well, yeah. Either of you guys heard about the Dear David that they're making? No. What's that? Yeah. No. Don't know if you remember, a few years back there was a guy, I think he worked for like BuzzFeed at the time, and he was a cartoonist, and he did like a lengthy... Is an orange story of the pencil or something like that? No. Lengthy viral Twitter thread about thinking his apartment was haunted. Drew cartoons of it, had a dented head, blah, blah, blah. All the creepy shit that was going on. No, lost me BuzzFeed. It's not about BuzzFeed. He said he worked for BuzzFeed. Right. (laughs) Anyway, they made a movie of it, of his experiences. Killers of the Flower Moon. Apartment. (laughs) (laughs) It's oddly enough called Dear David. Um... The actual, I remember the Twitter thread happening, like the whole, the, 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 the occurrence, but yeah, it's a bit odd that Dear they're David. a movie of it. Yeah. Dear David movie. Justin Long's in it. Justin Long, of course Justin Long's in that movie. I can't, I, I felt like for a moment this was going to be something. So Donna, the other day, sent me an Instagram reel saying, do you really want to do this in Spain? And it was a video of like the 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 riding the, the the whatever of the bulls, the running of the bulls, and I was just like, oh, "What?" Yeah. And she was like, "You were saying the other day that you wanted to go to Spain and do the running of the bulls." I was like, "Don, if I if I had my choice, I'd never go to Spain ever again." What are you talking about? And she was like, "Did I dream that?" And I, I, like, are you messing with me? I was like. I swear to fucking God, Don, I've got no interest in the running of the bulls. And she just fucking (laughs) confused a dream with reality. I feel like until Mark actually found it on the internet that this was just something that you'd made up in your head, Bex, I'm going to be honest. Like like, like, like you with the American Samurai thing with me. Afro Samurai. Afro Samurai, sorry, yeah. That's fucking good, that. You need to dig that out of the loft. When I tried to explain mm. Afro Samurai to Bex once and said I was going to HMB to get this Samuel Jackson thing, we were going to HMB and Bex was going, This doesn't exist, Mark. It doesn't exist. You have made it up. It's, sorry, it's a it's a it's an animated film about a samurai who has an afro who is voiced by Samuel Jackson. The Rizzer does the soundtrack and Ron Perlman is his it's the guy who he's fighting against. It's like, nah, yeah, it's all real, baby. This doesn't exist. It's like it went in and asked the guy at HMV and was like, have you got Afro Samurai in? <laughs> and he was like, what is that? It's like, it came out last week, I'm fairly certain. I explained it to him and he looked at the computer and went, mate, that doesn't exist. <laughs> I was like, I'm afraid it does. <laughs> and he was like, no, it doesn't. And then I found a copy, didn't I, in the children's animation section. Oh, yeah, yeah. Proudly took it over to the guy at HMV and slammed it on the desk and went, Ha! And then he took my money. Yeah, yeah. So he came with the final lap. Fair enough. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's a shit trailer. Don't get me wrong. Oh, did you watch the trailer? Yeah. All right. Um, it looks hugely generic, but I find it quite amusing that they've made a movie out of it. It's the what guy it? that does these. Oh, is it that guy? Movies. Yeah. Ah. Right. Um, great fucking visual aid podcast that next um, guys google Adam Ellis comics yeah you'll be able to see it um, I mean we've already had a film based on a twitter thread 
Yeah, oh. good point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was. Good film, that. Bisexual, Bisexual lighting. lighting. <laughs> it was a thing. Bisexual lighting was a thing. Fair enough. I think that's all I've got for trailers. Kind of fucked that up in terms of like leading yeah. up to a crescendo, didn't we? Ah, well. Yeah, we did a little bit. Because we don't have them. <laughs> yep. Yep. Probably should have finished the hunt on yeah. a Benny there, shouldn't we? Oh well, right. Never mind. Uh, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna warm us up. I think uh, Master Gardener is uh, directed by uh, Paul Schrader and stars Joel Edgerton, Sigourney Weaver, and Quintessa Swindell. Oh, and Isai Morales from Dead Reckoning. Um, Joel Edgerton yeah. is a gardener with a secret. You think the secret's going to be that Sigourney Weaver plays like the head of an estate that he tends the gardens to, who likes to fuck him, but no, he's got a secret. He used to be a white supremacist and shock horror. Who is he falling for? Sigourney Weaver's grandniece, who is not white. I mean, that kind of is the plot. There's yeah. There's not a lot to it. And that's my one-line review of Master Gardener. Um, there's not a lot to it, yeah. Elaborate. Mm. <laughs> it's just fucking boring, isn't it? It's, it's just... It's just... Bo- fuck all happens. Joel Edgerton is not... He's the not the man who should be a romantic partner of Quintessa Swindell. Like, that's for fucking sure. Got- He's, he's not the man that should be a romantic partner of anybody. It looks like he's made of fucking Play-Doh. Um, you look at something like First Reformed, as an example, both with fairly quiet, stoic, yeah. central characters, yeah? And then one of them's got Ethan Hawking, who's a good actor, and manages to be quietly stoic whilst also having nuance and subtle... You know... He gives the performance character without overblown, for the most part of the movie, apart from when he's like wrapping himself in barbed wire. But like for most of it, he, he doesn't. There's not an awful lot that he does does. That's that's big. It's 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 more of a nuanced performance. Whereas in this, because Joel Edgerton's essentially just like a slab of ham. It just makes it boring. It's kind of There's like... No to it's it. like sweaty ham. It's like sweaty ham. It's been left out for a bit. It started dripping. Okay. Yeah. 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 The only... I think the only... only person that emotes in this entire fucking movie is Sigourney Weaver. The rest of them are just like... Oh, should we go shoot these guys? They were mean to me once. They gave me drugs. Okay, yeah, let's go shoot those guys. Oh, we're at those guys' house now. Are you going to kill them? Because I asked you to. Yeah, I might go kill them. Actually, no, you kill them. Nah, I'm not going to kill them. All right, I'm just going to break their knees then. All right, I'll see you out of the car. That was that, I, that whole scene. I, I'm just going to kind of like say my piece because I think I'm intrigued. I, I kind of want to build up to maybe maybe Mark having a differing opinion. I'm kind of with you there. I gave it a three out of five on Letterboxd, but I agree with absolutely everything there, and I think I probably need to 
uh, tamp down my review a bit. I don't necessarily think it's it's awful or anything like that, but it feels like it's got ideas that it's just not expressing well enough. Um, all the stuff about flowers, mm. I don't. I'm not connecting the dots when the plot, like mm. you say, is very very simple. Like that. It kind of feels like it, it, it's gonna build to something, and then it really doesn't. Mm. I mean, I get with the garden, they're going for like the growth, and then it gets destroyed, and then the regrowth, and all this kind of stuff. Like, but it's just so heavy-handed with with that that it just, I, I, I just, and I like plants and gardening and flowers and shit like that. And and that the gardening stuff was actually the most interesting bit of this film for me, because the people stuff I, was not. I believe Joel Edgerton yeah, no, as like an ex-white supremacist. Shit. I don't believe Quintessa Swindell as someone who would fall for him, and it felt very made by a man in his seventies, which. Like mm. I think maybe the subject matter of First Reformed and Card Counter maybe like that negates that because I mean like Card Counter is more thrillery. First Reformed is like just dealing with very like heady topics. Master Gardener feels like it's trying to be a little bit of both and isn't as good as either for for, for me. Mark, I you know Schrader's like super super in your wheelhouse i'm i'm yeah how do you take to this man yeah okay genuinely could be up there with my film of the year yeah um i think it's the thing is schrader is almost unapologetic in the in, in the in the way that he makes his movies in the way that he writes his movies he doesn't He's not, you know, he is, he doesn't, um, he's not a subtle man, you know, and he doesn't write, he doesn't write complicated um, stories. Um, They're often contained, they're often written about a troubled man um, who has often, let's be honest, often, or his better words, often has a woman considerably younger than him that he feels like he needs to either save or attack <laughs> and you've got that that element they, they're often you know they're, they're often very very similar um motifs in his films he's also he's not subtle in the in his delivery of um the themes so the idea of Things like um, you've got, um, and it's. I, I think this this plays at what you said Ian about it being a guy in his seventies who is is not is not in, is not in touch with 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 what how you should write characters now or how it's perceived you should write characters now. So the idea of the, the relationship between them is Schrader isn't being subtle about it. Um, these are two people who um, 
a commonality that they have with them is they are both recovering drug addicts. And the other commonality that they have is that he's looking for some form of replacement daughter and she's looking for some form of replacement father. Yeah, but then they end up fucking. Yeah, I'm saying I'm not saying that that, that, that I'm not I'm not saying that, that that should be fucking celebrated. Like <laughs> that, I don't think even Schrader's saying that. But they found companionship that is there, and the idea of the gardener thing and the, the garden thing is that everything can grow back. No matter how broken it all is, it can always grow back, and that is that's the idea: is that they will grow back together. Well, and so, let's see. It's not it's not a subtle film. It's not even it's not even an original thought as such. But I I I, I quite like Jolly as an actor, to be honest. Um, and I think quite that, ham. Well, yeah, um, I like his brand of of, of left out ham um, <laughs> that is there and. Um, I quite like the, 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 the stoic nature of it, the fact that he doesn't have a big, overblown moment. Like, like let's be honest, and I like First Reform, but the Hawk does have, like, a 20-minute period at the end of that movie where he is doing very hawky things. <laughs> so, to say that he was stoic throughout is a little bit... No, I said, Amber said through the body of the movie, the bo- apart from when he's like wrapping himself in For the wire. last 20 minutes of that movie, he's, he's going very full, he's going, he's going fucking full wings out hawk um, in that. I do love Ethan Hawk. And I, 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 there's that. The thing is, I, I, but I also, I liked the, um, I liked the, quite the slow nature of it. Hmm. I, I quite in, enjoyed that element of it. And the, the almost this this the, 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 the weirdness without it ever clicking too far over into too weird absurdity there it just <laughs> felt like see uh, see our later review <laughs> yeah um it, 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 it's but things like it, it kept you kind of like teased on the edge of you going right so Sigourney Weaver it never outright comes out about it but it teases an idea of, well, she knows who he is. Mm. Does she Does she still think that he thinks these things? Yeah. And does she agree with him? Because she kind of seems to. Mm. Not agree with him now, because he clearly doesn't share those feelings anymore. Yeah, yeah. But she, there's an element of that, but it never... Yeah, and I mean, that, that's where I'm kind of like saying at the beginning, it feels like it's dealing with stuff, and then it kind of builds to nothing. When... As when they get kicked out, and it's like I mean Becky like kind of described it really well. It's just right. Let's go here. Oh, those guys. Yeah, that's him. Don't you bother her. Yeah. All right. Let's go. I saw. I saw your 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 chest. We should get that removed. Uh huh. Yeah. What's that? My my marshals disappeared. Oh, all right. I I don't know. Just it just utterly, utterly inessential. And good on you, Mark. But yeah, just the lack of any the lack of any human response emotion because killed it for me. But I think the idea there is you've got two people who are who the emotions have drained out of them. 
all right, that's fine. And, I, and, 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 and I'm then, glad and you then, enjoyed it. But and then the only actual, um, uh, even the, 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 and I'm doing bunny ears for a podcast, the sex scene you have is, is emotiveless. It's, it, it's passionless. But what do you get at the end? What is, what is the closing fucking shot of the movie? It's them dancing on a porch. It's the first time you've had this, this level of emotion. Mm. And the first time you've had any level of joy from them is they're back in a place that gives them an element of, of sense, an element of purpose, and an element of, of joy. And you get that. Mm. And so that hits differently if you've had Didn't really hit different for credits. me. I was just like, the credit's going to come up. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, same. Yeah, definitely. And I'm, I'm I'm really glad you enjoyed it. It just it was just too flat for me. It was just too flat. There was no like even the violence and the like you say even the violence and the sex and everything was just treated with the same as like planting some fucking pansies and nah. It's for me, in terms of the Schrader's current output, I think I preferred it to Card Counter, and I really like Card Counter, but I probably don't think it's quite a, a, up to the level of First Reformed, and it's a damn sight better than yeah, we have. We have done a lot of Schrader. Look, I mean, it's, it, 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 it's touching cloth for me. I don't necessarily think it's shit. I think it's engaging enough, but I just like. I'm I'm not surprised this just kind of came and went. I'll say that. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Mark. Yep. Definitely not shit for me. Shit for me. Fair enough. The thing is, I was really dubious when you said about watching it because I was like, how good can a film with Gardner in its title be? And then I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, actually, yeah, this looks quite interesting. The trailer makes it like it's a different movie. Yeah, it really does. I'd, I'd, I'd like to watch that movie. The trailer, the trailer makes it like a different movie because the trailer makes it look like what he, what all of the violence that is in it that you see in snapshots is ongoing. Is uh, is is his reaction to her mm. turning up, having been beaten up, mm. and the trailer does hint at that. Yeah. So it hints it's a little bit of a revenge film. It's not. No. No. Do we have a poll? We do, yeah. I'll just get to it. That's not the right app. That's the right app. Come on. Open your brick. Jesus, it's time. Oh, go away. Definitely not shit, 60%. Touching cloth, 20%. A little bit mixed, just like we were. Okay. Yeah. Bex, what have you been up to this week? You finished the game. Sorry. Oh, had I not finished that last time? No. Right. <gasps> Fucking finished Alan, Alan Wake, guys. Fucking really sad, but also it was really good. I'm really sad that it's finished. I'm genuinely tempted to just replay it. If I could eternal You have got about three months to get a PlayStation 5. Yeah. Yeah. 
Nope. I keep looking at the price of them, hoping it'll come down, and then thinking it's not gonna there. It's not gonna. I just don't know whether I can justify like five hundred quid on something that I only use every few months. You know, like the weekend before, you'll go. Do you know what? Fuck it, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> There's. If it was one game, no. If it's two games, if it's two games, yeah. And you'll get FIFA, won't you, Mark? I, I don't know. We're not FIFA, EA football. I, I might do. Yeah. We'll There's going to be enough out over the next few years to justify it. It's like I said before. I might. I might just have to sit my cat next to the PlayStation Four and hope he does the cat thing and nudges it off so it breaks then I can justify it <laughs> fucking I'm gonna come home it's gonna be fucking Joey with Chandler's chair and you just there going oh no <laughs> no but I, I yeah I am tempted to be honest um, it's just it's such a good ending as well it's um, yeah it just it's it's like yep. the perfect game for, for me like I said last week it is like it has been made specifically for me Um, and then I thought well we we did a google didn't we of like oh shit yeah okay Evil Within came up and I was like oh do you know what I I started that and I was quite enjoying it and then I think I I think I stopped playing it because there was a bit in a forest and it was really quite boring but I don't I don't know I didn't play much of it so I'll start it again and I started it again the first bit's quite quite engaging you're in the mental hospital and stuff like that and then the second chapter starts and it's the bit in the forest and i was like nah this isn't this isn't for tonight it's like half past one in the morning i'm not i'm not doing this now um and then i've not gone back to yeah and an evil within two is generally regarded as better but is also quite different so yeah you've got some uh yeah, you, you yeah you got some good shit to come there. I, from of what I played of Evil Within, and obviously I pussied out. I I yeah I thought it was all right. Well, I mean it's I but I mean like your definition of scary is different from my definition of scary. Um, it's 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 the Resident Evil dude who like made it Shinji Mikami. Um, so it it's got those kind of vibes to it, but it's like. The different levels are almost like different types of horror. Um, it yeah, it's it's yeah, it's interesting. I'll be intrigued to see uh, uh, what you think of it. But then yeah, two feels like completely different. It almost goes like <coughs> there's a sci-fi concept that keeps the horror. But I'll leave it there. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Um. So. I haven't read anything, so the rest of it's just stuff I've watched. So I watched The Uninvited, the is that Emily Browning, of Tale of Two or Sisters. Is that... Yeah, oh, it yeah. is. Yeah, <coughs> it is indeed. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it's do you know what? It's fine. It's not as good as Tale of Two Sisters. Mm. It's not as creepy. Um. But it's fine. It's 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 a perfectly good throwaway horror movie with shades mm. of mental illness. It's fine. Um, and I watched the um, Flanagan movie that you watched a few weeks back because you thought I'd already seen it before I wake. Oh yeah. What do you think? It's fine. It's fine. Then. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. Didn't realise it was Thomas Jane to start off with. Thomas Jane, mate. 
He looks he, he looks a bit like an elbow with that hair. It's Thomas Jane, and it isn't it that that woman who was a terrible mother in things for a while. No, no, it's in it's uh, Boz. It's Kate Bosworth. Oh, it's Bosworth in that class. It is. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not terrible mother. Who was that? What? Hang on, she's in. Uh, she's in Silent, Silent Hill. Isn't she's she? in Silent Hill. Yeah. Silent Hill. <laughs> Rada Mitchell. Rada Mitchell. Yeah. Terrible mum. In movies, yeah. not necessarily in real life. I'm sure she's lovely. This is because in the space of about 18 months, she was in like four mm. movies where essentially she just played a really bad parent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we watched them all like within the space of like a few weeks once they were yeah. <laughs> She kept cropping up like, oh, I wonder if she's going to be a shitty mum in this. And it turned out she yes. was. <laughs> yes, she was. Um, I'm trying to look for that run of movies. Oh, I can't find it. Um... Yeah, so, yeah, two fine, not exactly changing my life kind of viewing expeditions. Um, I'm halfway through something else that I'll speak about next week because it's about four and a half, five hours long. Um, so I'm not quite got to the end of that yet. And I watched a bonkers Korean <laughs> TV show. <laughs> no, I've been, I've been waiting for you to talk a little bit more about this after your WhatsApp. Yeah, so, yeah, it's it's about influencers in in Korea, well, um, South Korea, where social media kind of uh, relevance is, um, they, 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 they sort of rank it as being second highest in the world. Mm. Um, so, like, the celebrities are e-celebs. That, that's, that's who is, like, in charge of celebrity landscape. Um, and it's about this girl, and she's not, she's not, she's a, she's a cool girl, so she doesn't have social media. She's above all that kind of thing, and then she gets like drawn into it, and then she she quite likes like the attention that it gets her, and all the free shit that it can get her, and oh. <laughs> like in the Aha video. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sure. Um. And then, so then she, but then the scandals and then her followers dip. So then she turns to this like shady internet person who has dirt on the other e-celebs and then they use that to like boost her following again and then she gets a clothing brand and then there's murder and shit. It's just fucking mental. Like I watched the first few episodes. I mean, and don't get me wrong, they're like an hour long, the episodes. And there's 12 of them. And I watched the first few episodes and I was like, I don't really know if I'm liking this, but I cannot look away. Like, what the fuck? The structure of it's really weird because it's, I mean, you know, it, on, on a cultural level, it, everyone puts stuff together for, for viewership differently. Like, American TV shows are put together differently than British ones, are put yeah. together differently than Australian ones. And obviously, Korean ones have their own thing. And... Oh, it's not really madcap, but so there's like there's present present day. Everything happens on present day. Happened that fucking day. Um, but then there's <laughs> well, flash- don't tell people when it is. <laughs> so there's flashbacks, but then there's also so what's actually happening is um, Soari, who is the main character, she is doing like a live stream, um, explaining all the things that have happened over the previous months and like the, the, the behind the scenes shit that's gone on but she's meant to be dead 
So it keeps cutting on, on present day, it keeps cutting between her live stream and her explaining things. Then it's showing the things that happened that she's talking about. But then it juts back to like present day and it's people reacting to like, oh my God, but she's supposed to be dead. And it's just like the structure of it is insane. Like, but then once you get used to it, it's just like, oh yeah, now we're, we're back on present day. So it's, yeah, it, it takes a bit of getting used to, but it's, it's, it's wild. Like, it's just insane. Yeah. I have never even watched this, but I'm really glad you're enjoying it. <laughs> I've finished it. I finished it? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I binge-watched it, yeah. Okay, well, fair enough. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a lot of... It's so soapy as well. It's so soapy. Because it's based around influencers, so everything's very... Soapy. <laughs> it's so much fun. But I couldn't recommend it to anybody. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't recommend anyone watch it, but I had a really good time with it. <laughs> There. So yeah, but this this yeah, Netflix keeps recommending stuff to me now. It's South Korean soap operas based on the fact that I've watched it, and I'm like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, yeah, so that's me. Apart from the stuff we watched together. Well, we only watched one film together, didn't we? <laughs> it was a banger though, on it. Yeah. A, you fell asleep for a bit of it. A little bit of it, yeah. But it is what we've seen many, many times. We, we, we watched Big Swim Little China, didn't we? We did. Yeah. Yeah, we'd, had we been to the pub? Yeah. Yeah, we've been to the pub. Yeah. Um, do you want me to do mine? Yeah, you can do, yeah. Not got that many. Okay. Um, don't know why. I've got that many, actually. Mm. Can't think why. Um, again, I'm having to take a bit of a, a break on the dash cam. We're back on it next week. Um, I watched more Dash Me Hack this week than you did. I hope that makes you feel like less of a man, Mark. Was he a celebrity? <laughs> was he a celebrity, really? No, he's not. I was joking. <laughs> he's just there speaking Korean with all these like tiny, dainty women, and it's just Dash Me Hot looking like a like another slab of ham in the middle of him. Whoa! Whoa! He's a big cube of a man, isn't he? He's a big fucking cube of a man. Yeah. He's not sweaty. He's a bison of a human. He's just meaty. He's not sweaty. Like uh, I only watched the girl. What the Alicia Cuthbert no, one? That one. The hog. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's. I mean, it's getting on for twenty years. I bet it's now, aged so, like fine kind of, wine. It, I, I, do you know what? I was really fucking worried <laughs> when I started rewatching it, thinking this is going to have aged like, yeah. <laughs> like uh, out in the sun, Joel Edgerton. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and the thing is, it kind of has to an extent, but. There's also a core kind of message in it that, um, mm. like, that is actually kind of ahead of its time in a weird way about treating um, sex workers as just being... That's all they are. And that's just how they should be viewed. Which is, you know, with the... Um, with the, the way that um, sex work has changed in the past... Even the past decade, never mind the past... 19 years since this movie was made 
Um, there is some kind of quite prescient stuff within that. Uh, that was a really big word for you. Thank you. Uh, for that. But then again, you also do have, you know, just the general fucking horniness of it because it is effectively a, a teen rom com set around, oh my god, a porn star's moved next door to me. Fair. Yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's quite. I quite enjoyed it again. Mary watching it. Um, also rewatched. Um, yes, ma'am. Not really sure why I rewatched this. Mm. I think because I think I've gone on a bit of a carey thing after we watched Mask the other day. Fair. Uh, so I watched Yes, ma'am. Yeah, uh, it's got Zooey Deschanel in it. Huh? What? It's got Zooey Deschanel, isn't it? Can you guess what she does in it? Has a fringe. And? Sing. Yep. Yeah. And it's just a bit quirky, it has a quirky job. So Deschanel always has quirky jobs, doesn't she, in, in movies, because she's quirky. Yeah. yeah. So do you know what she does? Do you know what her job is that she does? Um, she runs a, essentially, she's like a fitness runner, but they take photographs on their fitness runs. So it's a, she's a fit photo runner. Cool. Yeah. Um, Peyton Reed directed this, and Nicholas Stoller wrote it, which is kind of bonkers. Uh, it's it, it's kind of fun, you know. It's based on the uh, well, it's based on the Danny Wallace book, but it, it has nothing to do with the Danny Wallace book at all. Of no. uh, the uh, Danny Wallace did an experiment of the whole yes man just saying yes to things for a year, um, and this is kind of based around that idea um, with Jim Carrey playing the title character, but they're not the same story. They're just the idea. Okay. Almost it's, fun, Mark it's, Foster, it's film bastards. It's really disposable. Carrie is, yeah, it's Carrie's uh, is is outright funny at points. Uh, the one major thing that I will take away from it though is because like Carrie and Zoe Deschanel are playing love interests there, uh, which is a little bit weird, mm. but. What I will say there They're is... really quirky, though. Is Zooey Deschanel, honestly, constantly looks like Jim, like Jim Carrey, mm. like she really wants to fuck him. Like, really wants to fuck him. I have, I've watched quite a lot of Zooey Deschanel, and she always seems a little bit like she's kind of, like, above or disinterested, or like she feels like she's the... She's the ten. She's the catch. She's the catch, yeah. Mm. Whereas in this, when Carrie is just fucking riffing, she's just laughing and just fucking lapping it up. Is it a bit get you a girl who looks at you like... Jim, Jim like Jim Carrey looks at Jim Carrey. Yeah. It is a little bit like that uh, within it. And Carrie is... He's not quite 90s fucking Carrie, but he is still very quite funny. Isn't it? To be fair, Jim Carrey would still get it now. Yeah. Um, crazy man hair. Yeah, it's, it's. I had a good, good time with it. And then the final thing. Okay, I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Peter Crouch film. So it's a documentary uh, about Peter Crouch. Uh, and the idea about it is, and it kind of starts out with Peter Crouch going, I don't know, I don't know if anyone's going to watch this. Why are we making this? And the idea is, it's, it's not like a biopic about his career. It's more about how did he, um, 
how did this gangly daddy long legs of a man become the Peter Crouch he is? Today? A little bit like that. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of about how did he how did he get to the point now in uh, his post football career where he's got you know a couple of really popular podcasts he puts on like these live shows and he's got this this career that's gone beyond football and it's like how did he get there from and it starts off sort of dealing with um, like how he was odd and he was weird and it was weird that, it, that, that there was this six foot seven really skinny footballer and it deals with like the um, like the ridicule side of it and so they, they look at like that and they look at um I start talking to him about it and they bring in like um, one of the teenagers here Jason Lee so does that ring a bell with either of you? The man who's in my name is Earl? No different Jason Lee Jason Lee was a player player for Nottingham Forest um, and he had a, a distinctive haircut where he had dreads but he had them put in like a, a top knot at the top of his head there um, and it was around the time like a of a palm tree? It was around the time of uh, of, of, of lad culture Right. Uh, still within football that, that disappeared and has kind of come back a little bit but the most popular TV show that was entertainment based around football was Fantasy Football with Badil and Skinner uh, who had a long running segment and a song about him having a pineapple on his head um, and Jason Lee is, is kind of interviewed in it and he's saying you know, it, 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 it was basically I, I couldn't walk the street because people sang this song at me and it, it ruined my life and it ruined my career that's really sad um, he said, and it was it was horrible and no one's ever apologised and he was and he's talking about that in the, the whole Peter Crouch bit he said you know that if you look a little bit different or anything like that mm. you just get it, it constantly he said people don't think about the fact that you don't just get this for 90 minutes when you're playing football you get it all the time and Peter Crouch just kind of talk about it. And there's, there's bits where he's reading, like, about... He's reading, like, write-ups from, like, journalists. Not even, like, fans, but, like, proper journalists just mm-hmm. being horrible to him. And the thing is, he's reading them and Abby Clancy stood behind him and you can see she's just fucking yeah. getting angry. Oh, well, yeah. I've got to yeah. say on that. Do you reckon, like, now Peter Crouch wishes he could go back in time with a picture of Abby Clancy and speak to his younger self and go... This will be your girlfriend. Well, he, he literally, he's like... He's hanging there. He, he's like, he's like, like, you know, at one point he literally says that. The, 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 the guy who made the film sort of says, well, going back, would you change, like, anything or anything like that? Would you do things differently? He's like, he said, I, I play for Liverpool Football Club. He said, I... I, I can still go to Liverpool and I am and, and they a love legend, me there yeah. and it's great and I'm a legend I didn't even play there for that long but but they love me there he said I got to play for England at a World Cup he said I uh, I get to do the podcast I get to do these live shows where I can get bands like Kasabian to come and play I get to do all these things and I'm married to a to yeah. fat woman no I'm alright I'm all right with it. I think I can safely say to every single one of those people that mocked uh, me uh, or uh, shouted abuse at me or laughed at me or anything like that, do you know what? I think I might have won. Yeah. <laughs> and I it's... mean, because don't get me wrong, Peter Crouch, he's not a bad-looking guy, but he is punchy. The best answer to an interview question you know, of all time, it will never be beaten. A virgin. <laughs> 
Yeah, it is, and it's 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 brilliant. But he just the thing is, he comes across I, as quite. If those two ever get guy, divorced, I will legitimately uh, be, just, be devastated because like, really Abby Clancy was yeah. on Strictly. You guys know my feelings on Strictly, and just yeah, seems like the nicest lady. Mm. And Peter Crouch seems like a really yeah. nice guy, and just nice people. Yeah. I love the fact that Abby Clancy, yeah, Abby Clancy, you look at her and you're like, God, look at her. And she opens her mouth and that voice comes out. It's just amazing. The fun thing is, is, is it, within the film, and I, I, if you are in any way a fan of football or people like that, I do recommend it. It's only an hour and, it's an hour and 25 minutes long. Mm. Um, but he tells a story about how he met Abby. Um, and... It, they're, they're kind of sat at the same time sort of talk, chatting about it and he was saying that he, he he actually met her for the first night the 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 night after he'd scored his first goal for Liverpool which he famously went 19 games without scoring yeah, yeah. start off with for Liverpool and then on that night he went out to celebrate and he met Abby um, and they were saying oh did you like did you just feel like really confident and went over and he went no she came over to me <laughs> so she started chatting to me and said which I'll be honest even though I was a an England international player for Liverpool didn't happen. Like, I did, did not happen a lot. Aww. And then she was like, "Yeah, but you got my number. I went off to the bar. I need to back, fucking and watch you were this. Up this another girl. Wow. I was like, "Well, I thought you'd gone. <laughs> I didn't think you were serious. And it, 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 it's, but it's, good, it's just a fun bit. But it, it's the fact that he keeps everyone he bumps into." Um, that he's, he's on the part of the uh, the film. Yeah. Just seems to just really like him. Yeah. Just seems to not have a bad word to say about him. <laughs> and it's it's just like that. Although what I will say is his dad comes across like a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> like, like, like his dad comes across like he's got a mm. little bit of an ego of, yeah, well, my son did that, so I did it. But yeah, but I, yeah, I, I think you should watch it in because I, I had a good time with it. Um, you don't, you come away from it going, do you know what, Peter Crouch? He, yeah, it sounds he like still a laugh. Seems like he'd be a great pint, and um, yeah, jokes saying, you know, the podcast I do. He said, he said I feel really bad for <laughs> the guys that goes why? Went, well, I leave Abby to go right, right, babe. I'm off to work, so then she's there with the three kids and doing all the household bits. And I come and I sit and I chat to my mates in a pub mm. and have a couple of pints and chat shit and call it work. Mm. It just seems like guys cool. very grateful Good. for what he's got. Yeah. Uh, okay, so um, weekly yeah. Formula One bit. I'll just say that I've nearly finished an audio book of Surviving to Drive by Gunter Steiner the team principal for uh, Haas F1. Um, and um, he is the uh, one of the breakout stars of Drive to Survive who said, we went in looking like a bunch of fucking rock stars, now we look like a bunch of fucking wankers. But in like a quite a strong German accent, despite the fact he's actually Italian. Um, the guy fucking rules. Um like like people 
ask for it like he gets inundated with people asking for selfies and stuff and he's happy to do it like and it, it it's literally just because he's a funny dude like he's very very real very very sweary his so the audiobook is basically his diary of the 2022 F1 season where um basically two rated like well actually I think pre-season Russia the Russian Ukraine stuff starts happening their title sponsor at the time was a like a, 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 a like this just this Russian agricultural company whose owner um his son races for the team basically like the owner the, the guy was like I'm going to give you guys money you put my son in a seat um so like two races in essentially they had to shit can him and like just cut all like the russian ties out of the out of the uh, out of the team completely and just this guy having to deal with all of that it's like that is an interesting listen in itself um but also like one of the one of the drivers in their team was Mick Schumacher who's Michael Schumacher's son and he's not doing very well that season and then it's like just like the German media coming after the team and how he deals with that because uh, Ralph Schumacher, Michael Schumacher's brother, who was also an F1 driver, is just constantly giving him shit in the media about how Gunter Steiner is the reason why Mick Schumacher isn't doing well in F1. Um, it's a really, just a really, really fucking interesting listen. And I say listen instead of read because the guy's just got a hell of a voice, and hearing him swear is just one of one of my life's joys at the moment. Um, long live Gunter Steiner. I pray one day I can get a selfie with the fucking guy. He's he's brilliant. Um so yes, there's there's my F one. I I will just say I'm working my way through season four of Drive to Survive and it fucking rules. Um as I continually saying it's the Hungarian Grand Prix this week. The honey badger, Danny Ricardo, is back. I cannot wait to see how he does. Kiki ki ra ra. Um that's not gonna mean anything to anyone. Uh so um, what I've been uh, what I've been watching, uh, watched Jurassic World Dominion <laughs> with uh, with Donna because she hadn't seen it. Um, plays all right when you can get up and have a piss and just pause it for a few minutes and come back to it. It's not great, yeah. It's not great. I mean, Donna literally went, "Are the dinosaurs going to be one. in it yeah. again?" At one point, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, and it wasn't me like prompting her or anything. She was just like, "They've been gone for a while. Are they coming back?" And it was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." Um, yeah, I don't know. I blacked out. Um, no, but I, um, did you not go? Yeah, yeah I mean, it, look, it, 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 it's sure. fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it it made an awful lot of money, and it's fine. Um, John Wick Chapter Four. Uh, got got a rewatch of this in. Uh, yeah, it, it's it, it's it's good. It's good. Literally, you you take maybe like ten minutes out of that film, and I yeah, I cracking like the stairs on. I was really really into it this time. It that sequence where it's in that building and it goes top down for a bit. That top down sequence. Go- I can't, yeah, 
I yes, I can't remember what I said about that at the time. It fucking yeah, goes on and on and on and on that sequence. And when you've already had um like mo- like a few radio DJ going, "Ah, you fuckers were shit. Now he's gone to this place and now these people are going to try and get him." You've had that like two or three times already and then you've got this. It's it is just too much of a good thing that that i mean i and i I, yeah bex i mean like i was i was relatively lukewarm on it at at the time as well you know it's but it's it but i I did i i I, I got on with it more this time round. it just like literally that whole japan action sequence would be a great ending to pretty much any other action film, and then it keep and and then it just keep it, it just keeps going and keeps going, and it it's it maybe my most satisfying action yeah. is that Japan sequence. It's not to say the other action is bad. It's just I am most satisfied by that. But then the kind of like the uh, the duel at the end is fantastic as well. But also, I will say. I've become more okay with a John Wick Chapter Five because I can un- I-, I can understand how it's gonna how it's gonna happen. So like at the end, so spoilers for John Wick Chapter Four. I, I need to be mindful of the feedback we had. Spoilers for John Wick Chapter Four. Okay, spoilers. So when he dies in Bunny yeah. Years at the end, and then it's um, Winston and the Bowery King talking at the end and the Bowery King says do you think you're he's in heaven or hell and Winston just goes who can say and then the Bowery King kind of starts laughing it, it is just like right okay yeah they've like he's he's still alive somewhere he's he, he's still alive somewhere I genuinely I think if they do a five they are going to not necessarily have him be John Wick he is going to be the Baba Yaga, Yaga. Like that's, I think that's how they get around it. He's not John Wick anymore. The man is dead. Now it's the Baba Yaga who is going to come at the high table. Because the high table stuff is just so. That, I mean, there's an interesting thing about, um, like Clancy Brown says to Bill Sarsgaard at one point, something like, you know, if if you fail like it, it's going to cost the, the high table dearly so that there is some unfinished shit with the high table and the fact that like Winston gets the gets the hotel reconsecrated and all this kind of stuff you know and it, it it's like the high table are now kind of seen maybe seen as being weak or something like that I just I feel like there is scope for a chapter five if for the love of fucking god it's the last one I think I think now I think the chances. I think at, at the time I think it was yeah, it was and it, it's as, but no, I, it's probably the last one. You could read read it as like who could say if he's in heaven or hell as uh, you know as a comment on John Wick, but also it just they 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 definitely leave a crack in the door open which I didn't quite see first time round. I. 
it, the thing is, it, you could make an absolutely fucking huge action epic. I, yeah, and, and you, it would be and great go, if it was him and other casting. people going up against the high table. Because all these films, it's essentially been like people with him. Mm. Either, actually, not even that many people with him. If you think about it, like the whole thing about John Wick is him, him against a million. But this one, it would be really satisfying if it is right. He is going to wage war against the high table with him as the figurehead. Let's fucking go. Yep. Yep. What's her name from from this one? Who's the who's the singer as well? And like sings the end credit song, which I didn't realize. Um, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. You know, get John Leguizamo back. Just like the fucking the policeman who's like busy night, John. Yeah, you know, just let just have have a beat. Yeah, yeah. Just be fucking DiCaprio pointing at the screen. David Patrick Kelly back. Let's just do that for a couple hours, and then be done with it. Like this one, you've got Lawrence Fishburne blowing out a match, and then like cut to desert. You've done the epic. You've you've done the long, long, big John Wick. Do a now, yeah. Now, just do basically, a yeah, ex- exactly set piece that. That is just one action set piece. Have have it been set up for ten minutes? Have a, have a ten minute setup. Yeah. Hey, hey, do Ballerina have Keanu Reeves cameo in that somehow? And then Anna de Armas is in it as well. It, 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 like, and honestly, re watching John Wick chapter four, it it feels like you, you, you can do that. (laughs) You, you could do that. You know, if, if, like, I, I, it's like, you know, his last word was Helen. If it's like he's oh, put that side of of him to bed and now it's just like I am fucking vengeance and people are going to help me with that. Let's fucking go against the high table. Let's do it. Fucking have Al Pacino as the head of the high table or some shit. You know, you know what I mean? Just go really fucking big with the head of the high table. Al Pacino just literally just say, Al, we yeah, won. Yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly screen, it. That's we exactly the it. last five and minutes it, of Devil's Advocate. Absolutely. So, John Wick Chapter 4, it, it, yeah, it, it's it's really, really good. It's too long. There there you go. Shocker. Um, okay, and uh, last one for me this week. Uh, we had a family outing to see Elemental. Um, yes, uh, the film I walked out of when it was revealed as the secret screening at Odeon a few Ooh. weeks back. Um, because I knew Lottie wanted to see it. Um, I don't think people should sleep on it. It's really good. I really, really liked it. Um, so the story is what the trailers say. The elements, 
all coexist. Um, a water guy meets a fire girl. Um, her parents... It, yeah, I mean, basically, her parents um, are immigrants. And things uh, get they, steamy. They come... <laughs> I wish. Team up to take out Freddie and Jason. Um, yeah, they're, they're immigrants. Um, they immediately kind of take against water people. Uh, they have their own community and whatnot. Um, things happen. The fire girl and the water guy meet, and they strike up this friendship that develops. And um, I thought it was really sweet. Um, it's it's one of those films where it's like hey you know just because you film twitter person know that racism isn't okay and integration is good doesn't mean that these aren't lessons that maybe should should be taught to kids when they're young um the reaction to this film has been interesting because yes the tr- the marketing has made it out to basically like I was I was talking about it. I went out for dinner with um, some people from work, and honestly, my boss was like, "I thought it was a sequel to Inside Out," because you know it's dealing with the uh, that 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 thing is a thing, and that that thing is a see, thing. I can see why. You know, it's that kind of a concept. You know, it's like that simple kind of concept is a thing now. It's an anthropomorphized thing, and you know and. And it was like, yeah, yeah, I could actually kind of see you know, where he was coming from there. He's not, he's not a massive film fan, is Lee? Fair play, but he did see Dead Reckoning and he enjoyed it, but too long. Um, and um, yeah, it, it, it's the marketing does. It, it is like, okay, it's that Pixar film again. But then when people have been reviewing it and being like, you know, it's just it's simple. It's not. It, it's not vintage Pixar. Blah blah blah. And people kind of said the same thing about Turning Red as well. And it, it, it's... These films... I don't know. These films are made for fucking family audiences. And just because they're not... I, I, they don't have, like, idiosyncratic animation. And you know, maybe they're not about the really, really liberal themes that people want, want things to be about. And I've got no problem with that. Case in point, Nimona. You know... I think it's good that these stories that do need to be fucking told in the society we're currently living in, that there's nothing wrong with multiculturalism, it is be is being told. It. I. I. I thought it was funny. I thought it was very sweet. It's very charming, and that there's not even there's not even a big bad, you know, like the the climactic event thing that you think it's going to be oh and they're going to stop the burla it's not it's not really the key thing the key thing is the relationship between the 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 fire girl and the water guy and and that's the through line of the film and the plot stuff around it doesn't really get in the way of that it's as close to a meet cute rom-com drama as Pixar will probably ever do and I and I I really liked it I really liked it um 
I, I mean, hey, it's going to be on Disney Plus in like a month or two. You know what oh, I mean? I, and it, it, it's. I'm going to I mean, yeah, would I encourage you to see it? Yeah, yes, yes, I would. But, you know, it's been out long enough now that it's going to be on Disney Plus at some point, and you're, and you're probably all right. I imagine it'll probably be like. They did Disney Plus Day in like early September last year. It'll probably be one of those. Um, but it, when it when it when it is, do check it out. And I can see why it's doing mm. good business. It was fucking rammed third weekend, and it was rammed on Sunday. And they had like a showing like once every hour. It's doing really really good business. I think, frankly, it's because family audiences are watching it and going yeah that's a that's a nice film and it's nice to have those messages out there and to have people fucking the like you know my my word like people who watch an awful lot of films and an awful lot of other animated films from other countries and cultures and whatnot going but you know it's not yeah do you know what Mainstream audiences probably don't have the 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 breadth of ex- film experience that you do. Maybe have some fucking perspective and go. This is doing some interest interesting enough shit. It's sweet. It's charming. It's short. Fair fucking play. It good fucking movie is elemental. Do you know what's another good movie? Spoiler alert. Bo is Afraid is directed by Ari Aster and stars Joaquin Phoenix, Patti LuPone, Parker Posey, Nathan Lane, Amy Ryan, and others. Bo is Afraid is a story about Bo, a man trying to fly out to visit his mum. Shit happens, and after it happens, he gets a phone call. What's the phone call? His mum's dead. A chandelier fell on her head and exploded it. And he has to go on an odyssey to try and visit her. And a bunch of weird shit will happen. And then he gets there and more weird shit happens. And it's fucking funny. Um, I'm going to start with Mark because Becky spoiled her opinion in the chat. And, and I love it. Mark, what do you think of Bo is Afraid? Sorry. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be as high on it as you two. Spoiler alert. Um, for that there. Um, what I will say is Bo is Afraid is both a really fucking fun surrealist movie. You shut your mouth. Barely a fucking <laughs> film at the same time. And I don't mean the barely a film it in a negative way. I mean it in like a positive way. It's barely a film. It is just a bunch of fucking like a bunch of fucking shit that Ariaster thinks is either funny, weird, or he he is a hundred percent going literally nudging somebody next to him going do you know what do you know know what's going to happen a a, a bunch of people are going to watch this are going to watch this particular bit and talk about its profoundness or how it's this amazing kind of like deep seated look into it, 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 nah, mate, here's a penis monster. Look at the cock and balls. Yeah, 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 I can see that. He's going, no, it's not. I'm just fucking about, mate. <laughs> he is 
Yeah. He is he is just absolutely just yep. genuinely yep. people. I, I Hashtag Mark was right. Honestly, Midsummer and Hereditary, and just going. I was fucking right. <laughs> yeah, I was. And, 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 right, it is. It, it's the bonkers thing about it is, and I I hate it when people say this. Like genuinely. Like, makes me want to punch them on the end of the nose when anyone ever describes anything as Lynchian. I knew you were going to say that. Right? And the reason is because if, if somebody tries to make something that is Lynchian, they're missing the fucking point. This truly is. Though. This is Lynchian. Because Ariaster might be a Lynch fan, but he's not trying to make something mm. Lynchian. But the thing is, this is Lynchian in a, in a sense... Not in the sense that it's like what Lynch makes, but it is. This is the sort of thing that Lynch, w- sort of thing, not exact thing, mm. the sort of thing Lynch would be making if Lynch was born at the same around the same time as Ariasta was born. If he was born in the eighties and was raised, you know, in a a post Reagan society. In a society that had the, you know, that had the influx of of the um, of the internet, you know, not in a a post-war society hmm. um, that that Lynch was raised in it, in a um, you know a newfangled world world that you know that had this amazing thing called plastic vacuum form plastics <laughs> that but that that is the way it is lynchian mm. but it isn't like any lynch film it no. is a mixture of things like back like really crossover films like part fucking big fish the tim burton movie and part miracle mile <laughs> Um, I had a great time. It's incredibly long. It's painfully long. But Astra is doing that on purpose. Um, it fills its time, though. It fills its time, but it. And but, you but were just like, I yes, please, I'll take two. More. It, and there was still a fucking hour to go. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I was I was still really enjoying it, but I was like, "There's an hour to go. <laughs> what the fuck?" Um, but I I really enjoyed it. It, it was engaging. It looks fantastic. Mm. Um, it it's got no message whatsoever to it. But if you want to, you can try and find it. And that that is another Lynchian thing. Yeah, it's very open, open to interpretation, yeah. isn't it? You know, it's, is it is it actually happening, and it's some kind of Machiavellian plot by his mother? Is it all just in his fucking head? So choose your own emotion yeah, story. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I, I, I'd like that. Also, are there um, actually penis monsters? The fucking the penis fucking monster, and you know, let's be honest. We now have when anybody says, "What prop would you like out of a movie?" Oh, I want the dead orgasm face. Parker Posey, please. Can you imagine that? Came around that was just like fucking on, the, on your mantelpiece. You think she was a prop? I, I, it was a prop because they just lifted it around, didn't they, at the end? Oh, yeah, true. So, yeah. That's a prop yeah, everybody yeah. wants. That was horrifying, that bit. I, I was... 
howling with laughter. Oh yeah, like yeah. But it, also, and it is it, it's incredible because like you eye. just know something's gonna go yeah. wrong, but yeah. you know he's not gonna die. So what the fuck is it? And it, it just like it was so obvious after the fact. But I was just so fucking nervous about he he can't have any happiness. What's gonna happen? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you 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 were going through yeah, all, yeah, all, no, yeah, all no, the exactly. bits. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like is G's gonna turn <laughs> up and just start and stabbing? Then his mom turns up, and I'm just thinking. <laughs> so like he's he's kind of like dreaming now or something. It's like no, no, no. She's she's there. This was just. <laughs> Elaborate plots. <laughs> Bex, go on, because you, you you weren't going to watch this, were you? I was always going to watch it. I don't. Oh, I was. I was told last week I didn't have to, but I, I, I even said then that I was going to. Are you weren't looking forward to it? I was. Yeah, man. So do I. Hereditary and Midsummer, which. I think I need to watch again with the reframing. Yeah. These are comedies. Yeah, because because when I came out laughing at the end of Midsummer, so he, when we saw the cinema, I, I was listening. Yeah. And I was howling. Uh, sorry, Bex. Like, so the, the, there's an interview with um, Astor on the big yeah. picture where he says he thinks Hereditary is a horror film. He thinks Midsummer is a is a dark comedy, and it, like basically, he was writing shit that he thought was funny for Bo is Afraid as well. And it's like with Hereditary, there's definitely more horror things happening in that film. Mm. But yeah, we. God, I need to rewatch Midsummer. Oh yeah. Hashtag Mark was right. Sorry, sorry, Bex. No, no, no. I was uh, yeah. I um, um. I was. I was. I was concerned. Um. Because yeah. Um. So I wasn't super looking forward to sitting through a three-hour movie that I might hate. Um, but yeah, honestly, just had a really, really fucking good time with it. It it felt its length, but it felt like it earned it. Um, just the surrealism of... I mean, the mm. whole fucking thing mm. is... It was just really fun and intriguing to sit through. It was funny. It was, you know, it had some really... Like I say, horrific imagery, like the bit with Parker Posey, the bit with the um, God, the bit mm. where she commits suicide by like drinking paint. I was just sat there like, that's but it, it just horrible to look at. It's an but unnatural colour like, around the mouth as well. Like it just it doesn't look like that should funny. be around a mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the bit where he vomits on a computer as well. <laughs> oh, that's gross. Um, but yeah, but then like some of the, some of the like shot composition and, and framing and things like that in it are just really like beautiful to look at as mm. well. Like there's a bit really early on where um, the tattooed guy chases him into his, his apartment. Yeah. Um, and it shows it as like a split screen yeah. wall being the split so you can see both of them and both of them are just pushing against the door and it's just like that's actually a really really good well put together image 
maybe he has got some talent. Like, and the bits with the, um, the loft hatch shots as well. Um, but I, yeah, I 100% agree with you. It does feel lynchy in spirit rather than like it's trying to be lynchian. Yeah. 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 Really had a surprising. Uh, good it is. Time with it. I'm really happy to be wrong on this one. Yeah, bloody right. Yeah. Although I'm still not sure that kid's not AI. Kids are funny. That's a convinced people. It's not AI. <laughs> oh, God. Um. Yeah. It, I really, really liked it. Yeah. Literally. I think the play bit. It's like it's visually interesting, but I don't necessarily think it's adding anything. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I was I starting really to feel a bit. Oh it, shit! Yeah, really like the play. It, it is the magic wearing off for me a little bit, and then as soon as he gets to his family home, it kind of cranks up again. So I feel like it for me. You take the play bit out, I'd probably be saying film of the year. Um. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Like, just for how absurd and, and, and just nightmarish it gets and anxiety dream ridden. It just, it's... But but it, it doesn't feel like Aster necessarily, like, working out shit. He's just, here's a bunch of weird shit that I find interesting and or funny. Here we go. And and, and and I get that sense from like interviews that I've I've listened to with him after the fact as well, and it I cannot fucking believe that a twenty four gave him forty million dollars to make this. When when you consider the constituent parts of this film, there I mean there is a sequence where he is trapped in a loft. And is attacked by a penis monster. And who is his dad? This like, and I knew I was in for a good time early on, where he's in the bath and he looks up, and that guy is just like up on the ceiling, trying not to fall down on him. And it, and it, 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 it just like every ten minutes or so, there's just a great. What the fuck's going to happen now? And it's it's like uncomfortable, but it kind of crosses yeah. the line of uncomfortable into I'm just kind of having fun with this. Just the pure... Yeah, the fuck's sake, let's see what happens now of it all. Um, that it, it doesn't necessarily feel like cringe cinema or anything like that. I just... Yeah. It was just this, like, odyssey of watching this poor fucking guy just psychologically get the shit kicked out of him. But it's so... The things that are happening are so not real that you, you, I don't know, it, it's almost like you get into a disassociative state where you don't feel sorry for him anymore. You you do just go, right, let's poke at the rat in the cage and see what happens next. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll but I mean, like just the Parker Posey bit, you know. just that whole sequence. I'm like, yeah. this is going to end really badly, but how is it going to end? And I, I just never considered it was going to be that. And I know I already said it, but then it's like his mum reveals herself. And it, it just. <laughs> and when her whole plot is laid out and just like the. You know, how did you convince her to take your place? It's like her family, I gave her a, a, a family enough money that they'll never have to work again. It's like, yeah, all right, that makes sense. I buy that. <laughs> Which is, it's, I, I don't know. And it's just the fact that, like, she's having a go at him for, like, this bullshit story about like losing his keys and stuff. And it, it's just like, when she's explaining it, it does sound like a bullshit story, but two and a half hours ago, you saw it happen. <laughs> you saw it happen. <laughs> I mean, that's it though. I mean, I, yeah. And I think that's like a two word review. Fair play. I mean, fair play. You got that made, man. Like, Wow. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh fuck! I I don't want it to mean anything. I just want it to be three hours of bollocks <laughs> that he thought he could get away with, and he did. No. <laughs> I think that's what it is. And like I said, there will be people that, that's who will be how screaming that... yeah. at me about that about how about how it's it, 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 it's a weird kind of visual poem on fucking anxiety and I just don't I just think that it, if you see that that is fucking great that's it it's it's all and, and the thing is it's but, not like he's said that it's a, it, it, it's like a an accurate depiction of suffer, somebody suffering anxiety or anything like that none of this feels like it's based in any kind of medical truth it just feels like an absurd nightmare, but it's somebody else's nightmare. And when they're describing it to you, you're like, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I, another another great it's it, it, i think this is a great sure yeah oh yeah yeah that'd thing. be a long but to, good double uh, bill to something like under the silver there it yeah it, it, in terms of it's just this both of them everything sort of has a plot and everything like, like that but it, it 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 does also deal with elements of of absurdity mm. whereas this is just it, it's it's outright absurdity So, yeah, but I... I j- definitely, yeah, definitely not shit. Fair play, Ariaster. I was wrong. Mark was right. Stop the clock. <laughs> it doesn't happen a lot. Uh, yeah, definitely not shit. Uh, one of the one of those, those those great ones are going, do you know what? I was, I, I was watching it because I wanted to have watched it. Not yeah. just have an opinion so I can shit on it or anything like that. But I was feeling like, do you know what? I'm gonna kind of get through this because I want to. I want to watch it, mm. but I want to have watched it. Whereas now I'm very much like, yep, yeah, I, I, I am glad I watched that. 
it, it mm. got to be my biggest surprise yeah. of the year. Yeah, definitely not shit from me. It's it's up there with my films of the year at the moment. Nice. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think I'm there it's as well. It's not my top ten of the year. It will be. It will be up there. Fair fucking play. Like honestly, good on him. At, yeah. Just absolute great, but the best bobbins. Yeah, the best bobbins is is the perfect way to describe Bobby's afraid. And it, do you know what? It's it's. I don't think I would have gone back and watched Midsummer or Hereditary ever again. But reframing it against the backdrop of Bowie's afraid, I'm I'm happy to give him another go. Great stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Questions. Oh, pole, 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 pole. Pull, 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 pull. Oh, audience pull. Audience pull. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> pull, 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 pull. I had the questions ready there as well. Uh, definitely not shit 44%. There you go. Yeah, boy, chaos. Shit 33% and Geostorm 12%. I, can, uh, I could see a shout for Geostorm. I could see a shout for Geostorm, yeah. but I enjoyed it too much for it to be a Geostorm yeah. personally. Same. Uh, Dylan Black Lanterns. Um, where will where will the um, world be? I'll be, uh, be trying to regularly attend F one events and playing golf with hopefully people. Middle age, baby. Middle age, baby. I can't wait. That's the most middle aged comment I have ever heard. <laughs> I will be, I will be going to the the F one with Ian, and doing that annoying thing that I do with sports with Ian. Mark, Mark, uh, Mark, no, please don't joke about going to F one because I already want to try and go to a Grand Prix for yeah. my fortieth next year, and yeah, fucking. Don't say shit you can't oh, take I, I, back because it's happening. If like, I, you know, they generally frown on it if you just go as the cars come past. Yeah, I, I guarantee you they don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't I, I, give I me hope. It's experience. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Um, no, the fuck. Right, okay. They're Genuinely, I've, I've been... Not Silverstone, because it's really, really expensive, but I can run some fucking numbers. Sorry? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, very cheap. Austria. Monaco. Monaco. Don't get... Yeah. I could do Austria. Can I come Don't give me hope. Effects... Honestly, yeah. right? Talk about cars in front of me. If you wanted to, if you guys wanted to go to Austria next year, and Mark and I go to the F1 by day, you do shit by day, and then we have drinks by night or something. I will literally run the numbers over the next fucking week. Not in Augustish. Can there's snow in Austria, right? Yep. No. 
I was hoping to like dress up like I'm going skiing and then sit in a lodge, you know, like like the ski bunnies you see in like movies. Yeah. Yeah. Fairy hat and everything. Yeah. I'll find some. I mean, let's be honest, we'll, 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 we'll still be chatting. And for my 50th, we'll do the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Uh, I'll be 50, you'll be 50. The They're closing way. down the strip. They're years? literally yeah. closing down the strip yes, that entire yes. fucking week. <laughs> we'll be... And the race is, yeah. part of it is down the strip. Fuck. Yeah, we, we, we'll do that. We will go to Las Vegas. We'll record from Fuck. Las Vegas. Oh my God, we could postpone redoing our wedding vows until For the 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then we'd have been married 30 years. Oh, yeah, we'd be married 30 years by that point. Yeah, we are thinking 25 anniversary, yeah. aren't we, for, for Vegas? I, in, yeah. I, 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 I fucking love that we haven't said anything about films. Just people that go on holiday all the time. <laughs> Well, let's face it. You know, it can be another ten yeah, years down yeah, the line. Yeah, yeah, quite. Hope, I, right, I, we're, we're still reviewing fucking batshit stuff like Bo is Afraid, and I hope I hope we're getting I mean, excited yeah. about going to see the fucking hmm? the new hmm? Nolan movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, Ian. wowee, big cow. Ian, did you watch that Heidi trailer? Didn't you? Good. Good. Did it? Yeah, big cow. Dogs in hats. <laughs> yep. That's the kind Good. of film we'll be watching in 10 years' time. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Kidd, uh, if you could have one film character's costume, or costumes, to wear in your day-to-day life, which would you pick? Rachel's coat from Blade Runner. Um, you have to the entire costume. That's fine. Rachel's outfit from Blade Runner with that one coat. All right, I, I'm going to add a a a caveat to this. Okay. That whatever any of us picking um, pitch Rachel's coat there, it looks banging on us. <laughs> I mean, I yeah yeah. I almost I drunkenly oh, bought a costume over fun? the weekend. Which I thought was really funny um, that he asked this question the, this week. I mean, it's ripped up to fuck. But the costume that the guy in Sunshine wears, the the comms guy, Harvey, who like they they try to go from the one the one to the other, and they got to, like jump through space, and then he gets like throat like he basically misses, gets frozen, then kind of like breaks apart. His costume is on sale, like the screen-used costume. But there's a picture of a mannequin and the costume, and it's basically just part of the mannequin has the costume on because it's just ripped up to fuck. I almost bought that last weekend. Yeah, we do. I am trying to find it, but we send each other so much shit. <laughs> oh, what about what about uh, Ripley's like fucking skimpy pants at the end of Alien? Ilsa Faust's dress, that dress. 
It's ripped up to fuck. And I think that's why I the, the Better Angels prevailed, even though Mark was like, you should do it, you should buy it. It's ripped up to fuck, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, never, never have to speak to Mark about these things. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be the devil I on your shoulder. We, we're going to fucking go to a Grand Prix next year, Mark. That. So you need to start watching F1. Oh God. No, I'm, I, I'm going to do nothing. Mark hates F1. Um, <laughs> going to be awesome. See, I have I have two choices in this question, right? Right, because there's I can literally pick a choice that is just kind of what I wear. Okay, yeah. which would be which would basically be what Joe Knoxville wears in the first Jackass movie. Yeah, that's a which is a pair of fucking blue jeans. No, you can't have that. <laughs> a t- white t-shirt and some cons. No. So can I have Jeff Spicoli's costumes from? Fast times at Ridgemont High. Sure. But you can't have the other one. Why? Isn't Jeff Spicari like short shorts and a surfer t-shirt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah? Yep. Oh my God. But the Lisa outfit from Weird Science. Can I have that one as well? Um, I've got... wearing pants and then a jumper. We, we <laughs> I've got a question for the both of you. It's not film related. Chop yeah. my head off and put it on her. How are you feeling about Jordan Henderson? Well... Oh, oh, that's a big question. Given that I've mentally disowned Stephen Gerrard, not great. Yeah, not great. Um, there's a there's a there's a short answer which is not great. There's a medium answer and there's a fucking long answer. I can do the medium answer if you want. Go for it. Right. So there's a. The issue is context. Liverpool captain. There's a wider issue. If I remember correctly, um, has agreed a move to El El Etifak Saudi side for twelve million pounds. They they were kind of looking to get him just basically released from his contract, but Liverpool held out for some money. He's getting paid seven hundred grand a week. It's literally the last hour, apparently. Yeah. Bear, I didn't realise it's actually gone. Bear, it's only it just, just been confirmed today. Right, yeah. We'll 700 grand a week. But bear in mind, there is also zero tax in Saudi Arabia. So it is that. The thing there is... Jordan Henderson, and uh, I believe, yep. or believed, was a, a very principled of a man he he has gone out yep. of his way to make himself an ally to a particular group of people so that is the lgbtq plus community he is he hasn't just been an ally during the rainbow list campaigns or anything like that he 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 has put his head above the parapet to go to bat for them now, the problem is there. Now, they're going to feel betrayed. And they should feel betrayed. They feel betrayed, yeah. But, 
and I, I, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't care that it's a life-changing amount of money. The man is already on a life-changing amount of money, yeah. as is. And anybody, there's a, there's a whole, there's a whole ream of people trying to twist themselves in knots about the the Saudi project that is going that is happening at the moment and trying to say, well, you know, it's no different to, you know, where American money comes from, etc. for for bits like this. And the fact is, it is different. Mm. It, it is different. The the fact is the the what's going on with the Saudi clubs at the moment is you've got I think there's I think there's sixteen teams there. Um, in the Saudi League um, four of them are owned by PIF uh, which is basically the Saudi government yeah which is a dictatorship mm. and another another additional four of them are um, funded by PIF and you have the other eight uh, El Hatiyaf the club that Ennis has joined are not one of those eight the thing there is, there's a whole. The, the, the Saudi project is not a sporting project, it is a political project. And that is the problem. There is a problem within football, in, in general, in a wider sense, that everything is viewed from a Eurocentric prism. I have no problem whatsoever with. A Middle Eastern country, with a South American country, with an Asian country, with a North American country. Getting better players. Getting world superstars. Mm. There is no problem with that. Football is not a product that, that should be hoarded by Europe. It shouldn't be. There should be. People who live in other parts of the world should get to see great footballers and not just great footballers at the end of their time as a just well that's it they're going there to make money but this isn't a sporting project like the MLS it's yeah it's a political project it is a sports washing project the problem with John the John Henderson thing there is is not only does it it shit on all the people that he was a supposed ally of um it, it, it sends out a message. If they can get John Henderson, they can get anyone. Mm. Not only that, it will basically mean, it will make it so that agents and management and people around footballers now will say, don't say anything. Don't fucking say anything. Because it might, because all it's going to do is bite in the arse when you try and go here. Yeah, yeah. But it does. It makes it seem like everything he's said and everything he's done over the last however many years performative lip service. I have. I, I, I've. I've had this chat with with Ian through. Uh, uh, what is it? Well, I've, I've made a, a, a mild joke. Um, I. I football has been a huge part of my life, and I. I. I love it. I love the. I love what football can do to people. Yeah. I, I love what it can do to communities. I love that it can do all of these things. I love that for every bad that it is, look at the fucking good that it can do. Mm. The problem is, it's being absolutely consumed 
by by the by all of the negative by the by it, it, it's been proven now unequivocally it is being bought mm. the goodness that we, is within it is being bought and I, I, the, the, the problem there is there's a little bit of me that says well if, if Liverpool's captain can be bought why can't the club be bought I don't think it will be yeah. I, I, I don't think it will be I think because, partially because a, a an investigation was done by one of the middles uh, one of the Gulf states into whether or not they should buy certain clubs. Liverpool was one of them, mm. and it was deemed. Do you know what? It just might not be fucking worth it uh, to us. But I am now to use a phrase that I've used within our, our, the chats that we have. I am absolutely slow dancing in a burning room with football now, and it's yeah. genuinely, genuinely upsetting to me. Yeah. Uh, for that, we. The few things there is people who can launch drone attacks shouldn't own football clubs. It has nothing to do with it with it being Saudis. It is the Saudi government, government which is an abhorrent dictatorship who quite literally state that people from the LGBT community shouldn't exist. Not, not that they are inferior, not that what they are doing is wrong, that they shouldn't exist and you cannot support something like that. It has nothing to do with a different culture. So anybody who comes at me with, with that, fuck off. It doesn't have anything to do with a different culture. It isn't just the way that they do it. They, it is wrong. And if it is their culture, which it fucking isn't, mm then their culture is wrong. Fuck all to do with religion. Unfortunately, I, I, I thought John Henderson, who might be above that, he's not. He, he's been bought. And it, is, it, it, it kind of sickens me a little bit. Yeah, and the other bit of that is, I knew from the moment that Dominic King, who ghost wrote his autobiography, said that he was interested, that that was it. That he was going. Yeah. Because there is one person at that club, there is a few there that I don't think, that I hope or don't think can be bought, but there is one that I unequivocally know can't be bought by this project, and luckily he's the manager. Yeah. But from the moment that Henderson, I think, was like, maybe, that's when Klopp looking like, fuck you, then get out. Yeah, that's that's hugely, hugely disappointing. As football fans, we shouldn't have to be looking into the geopolitical landscape of what is supposed to be a enjoyment and a recreational thing. Mm. And unfortunately, we are, and it is the slow death knell to football fans like myself. It is, it's deeply saddening, um, and yeah. It's just a little bit of, like I said, there's a wider context that you need the conversation to be had about where football is, but nobody will convince me that this Saudi project is a good thing. A good thing, yeah. It's not. It is sports washing. It is, yeah. Yeah. 
they've done it with golf, they've done it with tennis, they've done it with horse racing, and unfortunately, it's been proven now that, that it, it can be done with football, and it, it, it's kind of it's the 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 the, the fact the wonderful thing about football was it was out it the, it was out of reach of those because the money thing for it the people who just did it for the money didn't understand that element and the thing is the Saudi league has a history the Saudi league gets people going to it, it it's not there's nothing against the Saudi league it is the people behind the money of it mm. That I have an issue with. Yeah. Wow. I did not. I didn't think Jordan Henderson. But then I didn't think it's the the the, the Gerard thing is just the fact that he said like he had a family feeling about the club. I I mean, it's it's like he must be laughing as he says that. Like just yeah, and it's just like, oh my god, Stephen. Heaven forbid one of your girls turns out to be gay, Stephen. That's it. it I, what I am now interested in is, in, in a fuck you way, is how Henderson is now going to try and spin this. Mm. And but and there is a thing, there, there, I very much doubt what I'm about to say, however. But just saying that, there might be a thing Whereby he they, goes out there, th- but and they have he is the first ever. They have non-disparagement clauses. Spoken advocate for. I don't think it will happen, but yeah. And, it, and the thing is, he's going to have to sign that. Not only that, the club that he is going to is currently was recently banned by FIFA. Oh God, is it that club? Because they were. Paying players, <laughs> which is why Liverpool have absolutely, yeah. There's been there were, there weren't one club, there were several clubs that did that. Um, Liverpool have absolutely both that and the Fabinho one have insisted no, all of the money up front paid before you sign him. Was Firmino gone to the Saudi? Fabinho, 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 yeah. Are they? Yeah. It's yeah. It it. See, these are players that I've loved for years yeah. that are now dead to me. It, 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 it rankles. It, yeah, does. it really does. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm look. Well, I already know there's been one player who turned it down outright. One, one player, and he hasn't come out and, and said it, but it is known that he, he absolutely outright turned it down. And it was James Milner said no. Hmm. Was offered a. Huge contract said no, I'm not interested. And I mean, yeah. the, 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 so the, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's interesting because the open it, it, like tees off tomorrow, it and it it, 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 they bought the fucking association. You know, I mean, obviously it hasn't it hasn't gone through yet. You know, but Live Golf, Golf and PGA basically looking to merge, and you know. It, I mean that that's a whole thing as well, like Rory McIlroy and whatnot, be it being urged to state his feelings despite the fact that they were actually working or the one guy was working in the background the whole time to just basically jam up the price. Um it 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 is it is yeah, I don't know, it is disgusting. It, like it's just where does it end? That that's 
Yeah, that that's it. It, 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 there's the words at the end. The thing is, from a taking away the political element of it and all that, which I don't think you can, but for a second, just taking it away, um, there's an element of a look. This is a gold rush. It ain't gonna last. It might be. It might not even be there next year. Um, so I can see. I can see why a 33 year old Jordan Henderson who's been told that his playing time will be cut shorter, wanted to leave to go for a, for literally a paycheck. I can see that, but not to where he's gone to. No, and at the end of the day, he earns fucking plenty. Mm. He doesn't need it. He no. doesn't need that massive paycheck no. to be able to survive. He earns enough. You're the to, fa- to, if he was a man of principles, mm. they would be worth more to him. Than the elevated play paycheck. When that, when, when does the when your principles, when it, it, it comes to something like literal human life, mm. then I'm sorry, your principles should be it, it, there shouldn't be a price on them. No. No. And you know, and I, 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 for anybody who genuinely knows me, if I was offered that amount of money. To go and work within that country in any sector, I, I, I genuinely would turn it down. And I know people say, "Well, you, you can say that because you'll never get offered it or anything like that." But I would, yeah, because I would never, I, I would never be able to look at myself. No, no. There's no amount of money yeah, no, that can do that. No, Coming up on next week's show, Barbenheimer. <laughs> Sorry. But 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 genuinely, I I I could do I I could do a two and a half hour podcast on the geopolitical football landscape and everything that's fucking wrong with it, (laughs) and it would be the human equivalent of the Charlie Davis. I feel like you just need to record a monologue one day and we'll put it on the feed. Going going, Mark, are you all right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Probably would. It would. Coming up next week, Barbenheimer. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. A little bit worried the Barbie uh, Barbie movie's going to be a a little bit Lego movie for me. Mm. I am am a little bit there with you. I am... I am a little bit worried that Barbie is going to be really mm. fun when it's fun mm. and boring as fuck when it's not. That is my worry. And that I'm going to come out of it with the internet screaming how amazing it is and me going, I mean, it was all right. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. I think it's going to be... Yeah, I don't think plot-wise it's going to be anything life-changing. The, 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 the only worrying, really worrying review I saw of it was somebody called it, oh, it's this generation's Popeye. Like, mm. that's not a good thing. Mm. <laughs> Have you seen Popeye? Popeye with Robin Williams? Yeah. It's awesome. It's fine. I love Popeye. I know, but it's fine. The best thing about Popeye is the fact that the set is still there and is a 
uh, a tourist attraction that you can go to where? that has like a museum and cafes and bits like that. Oh in my it. god, where? In Malta. <gasps> can we go? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like I've never seen it before. It's a proper. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. They, they built a set in the in Malta. You high five it, it's a deal now. You have and to it, pay it's, me. it's all still there. Um, but they literally ran out of money. That's why the end scene is literally just done round the corner on a beach. Yeah, can we go? Yeah, I think the, the rest of the restoring is part of the destroying the store. Oh, um, a years ago. Yeah, but it's all still there. Honestly, it's still there. There's like a, a really good, apparently the, 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 the cafe, the restaurant that's there is probably really nice. Did they do spinach? Yeah. That's, that's made my day. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very much, Becky. Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you very much, Ian. Oh, Ian's two oh, and a half weeks oh. away from his... From yeah, the, I'm really annoyed that we've got leads away. But it's on Sky, so that's something. I've got to wait until the following Saturday to... Uh, to to go. I, I, I might go to the Carabao Cup first round versus Colchester United. Uh, the Wednesday... Sorry? Oh... Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you, 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 you basically are allowed a ticket if it's you like want a ticket. It's like an also cup scheme. But I, yeah, I want to like I want to get a ticket for lots as well, and it's like it's only like twelve pound a ticket anyway. So yeah. So yeah, we'll see. But um, yeah, but, but yes, I am very very excited. My season ticket arrived cool. yesterday, and uh, yes, I'm looking forward to talking about the travails of Cardiff City in uh, what we've been up to. Over the coming season, <laughs> I mean, we got yeah. Aaron Ramsey, but I don't think he's signing for uh, for for oh. for El Atifik anytime Ramsey soon. Sort of just signed. Yeah. Good on Aaron Ramsey. He just he... <laughs> yeah for the academy. Yeah, yeah that's right. Nope. Good on Aaron Ramsey. Yeah. Did his son sign as well at the same time? I have a feeling that was some sort of package deal, but been. good on him. Yeah. That, that, well played on that. Well played, well yeah, played the Welsh lads. Fucking twat. Because yeah. the Welsh lads often do go back to like their hometown clubs. Did he? Well, yeah, he's too busy trying to fucking play live golf. Prick. Boo. He's trying to become a professional golfer, isn't he? Oh, uh, go fuck yourself, Jason Reitman. Bye!